Falcon and the Winter Soldier! <laughs> talk about some uh falcon falcon and the winter soldier <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm so excited i'm gonna start the entire podcast i'm just gonna cut where you just went falcon and the winter soldier and that's just gonna be the first thing Great. i'm sure <laughs> us explaining the bit they they love that <laughs> they being our 10 viewers our 10 Thanks, mom. yes thank you to our 10 loyal viewers you know, honestly, I, I, we're already talking, so we might as well just keep I, going. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so John Wayne's going to take the lead on yeah. this. And uh, just because he's definitely more of a, like, Captain America. Like, oh if this was my. an Iron Man movie type thing, I would, I'd have the lead, and I'd have the ball, and I would be running well, with said ball. I, I, I do love Tony Stark, but during Civil War, I was 100% Team Cap. Like... No doubt well, about it. Well, because you're wrong. Well, no, I'm not. That's okay. Even you Tony said he was wrong in the end. No, that's okay. You're still wrong. But I, I do love Captain America. <laughs> I do have a... Uh, there's pictures of me dressed up as Captain America at different conventions. I have a uh, plastic shield in my study where it hangs right above my computer. I'm looking at it right now. It's bringing a tear to my eye. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> um, enough about me. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I loved episode one. I... Yeah, it was just... Honestly, it was nice and refreshing. It was fun, but also somber. <sighs> my biggest takeaway from this was I expected way more action, and I am not disappointed by that. We only really got one full action scene. And that was at the very beginning, because Marvel wanted to be very cautious, right? They they were like, okay, this is a... we're, We're going in a new direction with these TV shows. So they bring back... I don't know if you noticed this. They bring back an old character. Right, yeah, yeah. I don't know who that was, but George one of the first Batrock. things I wrote in there was Guy in the Plane from another movie. He's from... Don't know his name. He's from Winter Soldier. <laughs> Remember the guy that Cap decides to go fisticuffs with? And he's like, I thought you were more than a shield. And then Cap is like, mm. oh, I'm about to throw down some face downs. Oh, right, right. On, on yeah. yeah. And, uh... Wow. It's the same guy, because I think they... Whether it's from a writing film perspective or what have you it's a great mirror as the first kind of government ran operation both Mm -hmm. falcon and the and captain america go on is against the same entity the same person while he's working for a different side like this is it's the same premise and real quick since while we're at like the beginning of the whole i, I want to call it a movie but the series just yeah because but uh, while we're talking about this beginning opening scene this was originally supposed to be the first marvel thing to come out after 
um, like as uh, what is it set for? Phase set, four. Uh, yeah. Phase four. Thanks. Been playing way too much Teamfight Tactics. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the first thing that was supposed to come out correct yeah this was the first one but because the... of covid they had to push back the release date of mm-hmm. both this and wandavision and they had more scenes to reshoot and redo they had like two weeks mm-hmm. left for um falcon and the winter soldier which i assume required a larger cast so they mm-hmm. decided okay let's do wandavision because i think they needed less people and less time so they did they finished up wandavision got that to us first and then falcon and the winter soldier came next so the the biggest thing the first thing that's said in the show is the quote from endgame from captain america and sam talking yep and then i noticed the music was um, it was either the Avengers theme or it was the Captain um, America theme. Captain America. I think it's Captain America's theme, but it's in a different key. It is, which I thought was super cool. So I'm so glad you brought and... up music, Andrew, because that's one thing Marvel does really well is the music. I I used to disagree with that. Really? I think they've well. I think everything like um from what phase one through two. I don't think it's that well, because, like, if, if you look at it compared to Star Wars, Star Wars, you have Leia's theme, Luke's theme, like, each person has their theme, right. and those are small motifs that are used. This, we have, I guess, full tracks that we know of, like, you hear the Captain America music, but there's no, like, quote in there that you can hear three notes and no Captain America, really. Like, the only people that have those specific themes are um, Doctor Strange. Um, but it's really more, you hear a harpsichord, you know, it's Dr. Strange and there's somebody else who actually has one and I just can't remember. Was it Black Panther? But yes, Black Panther, the da, 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 um, but the big thing, like Thanos doesn't have like a four note low brass sound, you know, like, well, that's cause he's not a villain, Andrew, at least not in Infinity War. He was, I mean, we want to talk about, like, that. Infinity <laughs> War, Thanos is, is framed as the the hero or the protagonist. He has the second most screen time, I think, right behind, um, right behind Tony Stark. But the entire movie is framed around him succeeding. He's written as the hero for Infinity War, and that's why we feel bad when he has to kill Gamora. One, because we love Gamora. But two, we know what he's giving up. Even though he's a terrible, terrible father, he still Mm -hmm. loves his daughter. And this is just a weird side conversation. We just, like, we just went down. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's all good. Tangents are fine. Um, But yeah, so the music, I, I would agree... Back where back to where all of this was. The music for, I think Phase Three, really took a different step. I need to look up real quick. Who did the music for Falcon and Winter Soldier? I don't know, but I, I mean, on on the same hand, like Disney's succeeding in general with with Marvel mm-hmm. because they're they are making sure that they have themes and 
music that's relatable and that when action is low, dialogue is low, music is there to kind of help the audience stay engaged. Whereas mm-hmm. something like DC, I mean, I'm always going to use DC as the example here, but like, I couldn't tell you a single theme song from like Wonder Woman or uh, S- Superman or. Are you kidding me? Okay. I mean, maybe no, I, I, I just haven't seen ones, those movies, but like, I, I guess here's the thing. Go, go, you go to Six Flags, you hear Superman's music at Superman. You go to, you go to Batman, you hear Batman's music at Batman. Well, you, like, I, I think there, there definitely is music to it, but I don't know about the movies just because I've only seen the Batman trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy. That right, is, but those were good movies. That's all I think matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the whole thing though is like, it, and I, 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 I I'm, I'll watch the DC movies. Even though I'm not a fan, I still have fun. Like, I, I remember going to see Birds of Prey and thinking, that was a fun movie. I'm so glad I went to go see that. Um, but, like, mm-hmm. there's no there's no music that ties me and says, oh, man, this is a Marvel, you know, sound. This is something yeah. that I can relate to emotions that I have while watching this movie. If I think of, mm-hmm. like, Batman versus Superman, it's all super... And I just... That's so tiresome to listen to. And it just makes me feel tiresome because Batman versus Superman was tiresome to watch. I remember <laughs> watching it and thinking, God, this sucks. Whereas watching any Marvel movie, even, like, the ones that are lesser... Less good. Not lesser good. Um, lesser gooder, not as bueno. I don't know Spanish, um, but yeah, they uh, like every Marvel movie, they have a very unique sound, and they mm-hmm. each each of their the franchises inside of the larger Marvel franchise, like the Iron Man, the Captain America, um. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Each of those franchises has a sound to them. You know why, right? For marketing purposes. No. Well, yes. They <laughs> use different composers. That too. But it's also like, for marketing. The, the, uh, well, I mean, sure, but like they're, they're, they just have different composers for each of them and they don't have their own style. Like the, the thing I was like looking up, um, so Henry Jackman, who I've not really heard of, but he's actually done a lot of... Um, composing and so he did x-men first class kong skull island uh wreck it ralph big hero six so you know he knows his stuff um but he did do the winter soldier that's good um so it's very obvious you know especially in the winter soldier scene um in his dream like i was like oh this is straight up the exact same music like you know and it composers can recreate things from people but getting like the exact same sounds especially using electronics is not an easy thing to do because you adjust one knob slightly and it can change the entire sound and i was like this is way too precise to be you know a different composer like they probably just either took the music straight up or it's the same person um but it's the same person so you i know, mean marvel's got the um, money they're going to try to keep like composers just like disney or 
Disney kept, uh, oh my god, I am blanking on his name. Who's the, the Star Wars guy? Uh, John Williams. John Williams. They kept John Williams through the new trilogy. Yeah, and why they use different composers for, the for these spinoffs. Uh, have... Well, even the spinoffs have, yeah. and because they don't have the, uh, the main title theme. And Rebels do... kind of does. They do an abbreviated version, and it's more fast and fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so... Music, 10 out of 10. Oh, it's always... Falcon, Winter I Soldier. mean, Marvel's always a 10 out of 10. Like, it's... Uh, good. Back to the show, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let, let me check. What's our timestamp right now? We are currently... 13 minutes into the podcast, and, and all we've talked about is the first scene and music. I mean, we could probably, I mean, this entire show. I mean, I could talk about the music the entire time, personally. Let's talk about something that's not the music, though. <laughs> so, one criticism that some people across the internet had with the newer Avenger movies was Iron Man's suit. And how it no longer made mechanical noises because it was nanotech. Mm -hmm. Um, the one thing I love is that we still have Bucky's arm still makes a very mechanical sound as he's trying to use it. And Mm -hmm. the wings for Falcon are mechanical still. And yes, I mean, maybe it's just the fact that I love that because it gives a little bit more weight to the things that, you know, the actors are doing and that just in general. But it, uh, it's there's just something about like hearing the wings to get out, mm-hmm. and then them having to. I'm getting away from the mic. I noticed that, but coming back to uh, <laughs> like to block all the bullets. Ah, uh, it's just so nice. You can actually step up or scoot a little bit further back. You're sounding fine. Oh really? So. Yeah. That's good to know. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I. I loved the the mechanicalness of everything. How everything still felt so heavy. <laughs> I guess that's the best mm-hmm. word. Um, that's more from like a sound design standpoint. I'm sure. Yeah. Like there, there's a reason why Tony suits nowadays didn't have that same mechanical sound, and that's because. They didn't have a lot of mechanical moving parts in it anymore. Mm-hmm. It was more like him moving his arm no longer needed to go. Like, yeah. Um, so I have written on my thing. <laughs> this was like my first initial thoughts. Like I was like, why is Sam giving up the shield? And I was like, fake shield. Obviously, that's not true. No, it's not. Um, and something I, I see in both of our notes is that a big thing with Sam is... Legacy. He, yeah, he wants to hold on to his own family's legacy, especially with the boat, and is willing to let Captain America's die, which is what you said. But I think it's more he's willing to preserve Captain America's legacy as his legacy. Yeah. And, I yeah, my notes, I kind of put die because I, I couldn't think of a better way, but it's more like... He knows, or he believes, that the right thing is for Captain America to be Steve Rogers and Steve Rogers to be Captain America. That they are one and the same, very tied to one another. And that someone else Mm -hmm. coming to be Captain America 
kind of tarnishes that memory. And while he thinks there might be, be a need for a Captain America in the future, one, he doesn't think he is one. He is that symbol, that man. But two, like, he said it in, in the show. There were 70 years when uh, Steve was on ice that they didn't have a Captain America. There isn't a mm-hmm. need for one. Um, and then uh, War Machine says, uh, these are different times. And So is War Machine the reason then that we get U.S. soldier? No. Or, no. Okay. I, that, I, I mean, I, yeah. They were, I, I mean, my, my guess is that the government was just waiting. Because it was like two days mm-hmm. later. Um, yeah, well, and even then, it's like, he gave up the shield, but he they were at the Smithsonian. They were. Like, he was giving up the shield to be put on display. Exactly. Not to be, and I was like, oh, okay, somebody's going to steal the shield. That's what's going to happen. And then two days later, they're like, oh. Here we go. You know that old guy from Up? We're going to put a mask on him and make him the new Captain America. Oh, my God. I, I don't want to talk about U.S. Agent yet because he, so, <laughs> he looks so dorky, and I just want to punch his face. But that's he good. He is a thumbnail. He is a thumbnail inside of the Captain America suit. It's it's funny. It's, um, I, I hate him. I hate him already. <laughs> He's That means they're doing their job. He's not supposed to be likable. He's... Yeah. Um, is he likable in the comics at all? Or? Uh, no. I okay. mean, he he's one of those guys where it's like he he has this ideal of what Captain America should be. So it's like it's like you take a little kid, you say, "All right, little kid, you're now Captain America. You have mm-hmm. all this power." emotional power not really physical power but you have all this gravitas what do you want to do as captain america and he says i'm gonna go fight bad guys punch punch kill the nazis punch punch oh let's go to the football game rally up america Woo! like that's not what captain america is about mm-hmm. and that's it's kind of hard to you know, fault the kid for that because he doesn't know all the intricacies, all the things that Steve had to go through. You know. Yeah. He. So, what does Captain America want? There's one right answer. I mean, and they, they, they said it in the show. Peace. There you go. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> so in my notes, <laughs> I wrote down. You know, like, I love the whole therapy scene and oh everything. God. His therapist is perfect um, for him. It, she's terrible, but she is He is. She is perfect for him. You need someone who <laughs> won't let him get by with some bullshit. Just like yeah, Steve wouldn't but... let him get away with bullshit. Like, and... Exactly, yes. That's why these two... I, I'm glad they kept them separate um, to start off. So we can kind of get a little bit of backstory and oh. history with them. Yes, 100%. Didn't expect that either. I, I kind of um, thought we'd like get them teamed up at the end. But I'm glad they're still apart. Yeah. So the big thing during that entire scene, I wrote down, like, uh, therapy, dreams, yes. And then you're a cynic doc, like that uh, quote. I was just like, wow, this is fantastic. Uh, and then I wrote down, I love Bucky. 
And then after that, I wrote down, I love Bucky. <laughs> you really were drunk when you were Just because I was like, that's okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I was just, because I, so I hated Bucky as, or I hated the Winter Soldier as a character. I hated everything that was done to him in Civil War, and it really made me dislike him as a character overall. So. But already, I'm seeing, and especially like having gone back and watched Winter Soldier and uh, Civil War several times and understanding his character more, he's now becoming one of my favorite characters in the MCU. So, that's why I really like, why I love these these shows, is because it's allowing us to see the humanity in characters mm. that we couldn't see it before. Wanda, we, 100%. we didn't see any, like, roundedness. But thanks to episode 8 of WandaVision, we see, like, oh, it's very... She has a tragic backstory, a tragic life, and she needs, she needed something to help her process that, and Westview was that. Here in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, he, he's a man, he's very much like Steve. Steve said in, and I'm paraphrasing here, but in the Winter Soldier, he's like, I don't know what I would do if. I, there wasn't any fight to to be had, no, mm-hmm. and that's partly because you know he's a man out of time. That's the same with the Winter Soldier, except one, <laughs> the government doesn't trust him. They're pardoning him, yeah, but like he still did a lot of bad things, and he he blames mm-hmm. himself for that, even though he's mind controlled. Yeah. Um. But we're really, like, especially, like, with these few scenes that we, we have of Bucky right now in the show, it's, we're starting to see why Captain America was going through so many lengths to save Bucky, both in mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, um, why he beat himself up so hard in uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, um... Why he was still fighting for Bucky in uh, Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Bucky also wants to be redeemed. And I think, I don't know if you noticed this, but on his list of people that he wants to apologize to or make amends with. Uh, make amends to. Yeah. Um, Zemo was on the list. Yeah. Which is interesting because Zemo was the one who was the last person to mind control him yeah so the whole make amends thing is I mean he as the winter soldier with whoever that like secretary or her person whoever Sarah something um like he set her up to get caught is like what he did um, I mean, because she had too much power when that he gave her as the Winter Soldier, and then as Shield dispersed, she still had, or as Hydra left Shield, you know, and was kicked out of Shield, she still had all that power, yeah, and which was wrong, and so he, you know, basically his making amends to her was really more making amends to society, the actions he did. Oh, that too. With yeah. her as, you know. Well, and that's why he's 
sticking around Yuri so much is because the amends that he has with Yuri and the, the Yuri's son who um, he ended up killing while he was brainwashed is mm-hmm. it's a conversation he doesn't know how to handle because he's never had to do something like that before. It's one where he has to go yeah. up and say, I'm sorry, and you'll never talk to me again. But I killed yourself. There's a, there's a connection between their relationship. Or the, so uh, here, uh, I'll, I'll just go in and say okay. it. So uh, they were like, er, Bucky was like, hey, let's, uh, let's go grab lunch or dinner or whatever. Right. And Yuri's like, I, I don't want to. And Bucky goes, I'm buying. And Yuri goes, fine, but no talking. And it reminded me of in en- the beginning of Endgame, where uh, Tony is like, hey, the table's set for, for six. If you're not going to talk shop, you guys can stay for lunch. And then obviously the Avengers all leave. Right. Because they were like, we have one purpose. And... We, we have to save the universe, yeah. And then they went and had brunch with uh, Bruce Banner. Yeah. Um, speaking of connections, um, the girl at the restaurant, mm. she, on the date, her last thing that she says to Bucky, that there's no word for a parent who's lost, who, whose kids have died, because it's the worst thing that could happen. And mm-hmm. I'm just, as soon as that was said, it made me think of WandaVision, <laughs> which is and this is this is taking place after WandaVision. And yeah. mind you, that scene was probably recorded before WandaVision happened. Well, they, they... So it was definitely like an allusion into it of like, hey, we want you to be able to remember this quote and like go back when you finally watch WandaVision and realize that. Right. Um, but it works still now as like a, oh shit, we just watched all of that. Yeah. And Wanda has to deal with a whole bunch of shit now with losing her husband as She's now a widow, again, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and she's lost her kids for the first time. There's nothing... (laughs) She's the Scarlet Widow. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, Oh, I I need to make a shit post on her Twitter about that. I'm going to have to do that. By the way, if you haven't noticed, I'm starting to try to put as many shit posts as I can think of onto our Twitter. I have a really good one. I'm, I'm I'm gonna save and wait. Yeah, because um, I gotta our, figure out how to Photoshop. Our Twitter, in case those who don't know, is ampersand uh, Marvel Super Show, right? Ampersand. It's the at sign. No. Oh. Ampersand is the and sign. Oops. John Wayne. Uh. I know Tweeter net. But. Yeah. No. I will. Uh. I'll I'll, I'll tell you this one off the air. What it is. But I need, because I, I need help figuring out how to Photoshop it or how to properly. There's only um, one way to really Photoshop things, and it's poorly. Because that okay. makes it the well, funniest. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I, I'm terrible at Photoshop, so I might just send you the picture and say, hey, put this on Thanos' face, <laughs> and then add these words to it. Because it is going to be hilarious. Okay. I'm very proud of this one. Um... I was literally trying to tweet it last night, and I couldn't figure out how. Sure. Actually, no, that was this morning I was trying to tweet it. It was like 11 o'clock this morning. Actually, no, it was after my interview, so that was like 
it's like two in the afternoon i was like i have this thought and i have to figure out how to do it yeah because it was right after i rewatched it the second time so how many times have you watched <sighs> it i've seen it twice oh, rookie numbers wow how many times have you seen four. it four <laughs> i watched it twice this morning then i watched it once during work and then I rewatched it one time uh, before we started this call. Yeah, I don't have that kind of time. Me neither. Too busy. But, I mean, I had <laughs> I had meetings all day. Well, yeah. So I mean, you can just like throw it up on a second monitor oh, or yeah. on your TV and. I I, I usually have it on a second monitor. Well, technically it's a third monitor, but who's counting the monitors in my apartment? You are, clearly. Well, there's a fourth one, but it's not connected to anything. But, yeah. So, I I have a comic thing. And I'm wondering what they're going to do with this. So, First Lieutenant uh, Torres. One that's hanging out with Falcon a lot. The, is is that the... He is confirmed to be... guy who has, like, the camera in, um... Or his phone yeah. in yep. Tunisia, Tunisia, wherever that place is. Switzerland? Uh, I don't know if it was Switzerland, but they were like, they were, because the, they, they were in Libya, and then it goes, oh, like, yeah, Tunisia. yeah, 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 but he's also the same one, he's the same, like, maybe, maybe, like, his character design just wasn't flashy enough for you to realize it, but he was the same one who also got... He was the it, it, the soldier at the beginning of Libya who's on the ground. Then mm-hmm. they, they go get drinks. And then he's the same one who went to the Switzerland. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I I was just thinking because of his the closeness that him and Falcon were yeah. in that one scene. They definitely so weren't social distancing. <laughs> so you don't say. <laughs> so, well, it's 2025. I, I hope COVID's over by then. Hey, clearly it is. Marvel has proved it to us. Well, so. They also and didn't not, have then, COVID and, because they had a different issue. No, COVID wasn't as bad because... Oh, that's of probably what it drama. was. <laughs> yeah. People were already socially distanced because there were less of them. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> or everyone who got blipped was the people who had the virus. Oh, man. So... Now we're going to have to deal Good with luck, a everybody. COVID. Uh, a COVID. A COVID. No, that's bad. That's not good enough. Uh, COVID blip. Well. COVID blip. COVID blip. Well, it won't be COVID-19. That's the It'll be COVID-25. Oh, right. Because they're all going to come back. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Um, Torres is the same. Uh, I think his name's pronounced Joaquin Torres. From the comics, mm-hmm. who's actually the second, he, he takes on the mantle of Falcon, because in the comics, he is actually, uh, uh, he gains this power that basically allows him to transform into a Falcon. He's basically a half-Falcon, half-human. He's a mutant, then? He, they use the word mutant, but it's like, mm-hmm. he was experimented on, and got like bird, or Falcon DNA. And he shares a psychic link with um, Red Wing, just like Falcon does in the comics. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Speaking of which, red another another thing I wrote down in my notes. Red Wing exclamation point. That's all I needed to say. Yeah, Red Wing. Because I was just happy that they, they brought, they like, they were very obvious. Um, real, real quick critique on Red Wing though, because Red Wing is like doing the laser thing to get into the plane, right? Right. But when the scene shoots into the inside, you don't see the lasers coming in. I thought that would have been cool because like you would be able to see like, you know, like the damage being done. You wouldn't see like, you know, a full blown laser going inside so. but you would see yeah you would if it's at like the hinges like because i don't think the laser was strong enough to pierce through the entire hull of the the ship that's what and i the whole the whole thing blew off so it had to have been i don't know plus it's red wing of course it is um <laughs> but then also right after that the like there would have been a lot more pressure differentiation that would have been sucking them all out. Yes. Which was, you know, and, and it, I, I, it's I called understand. The, the, the suspense of disbelief. I get they, it. They did, Marvel, you have to suspend your disbelief for a couple things. They're, they're, they do a great job keeping you in the moment, but there's some physics things that they're like, oh, if we do this, then the fight's really just over and there's nothing we can do. Um, yeah. We need to have this be a bigger scene to show how awesome Falcon is. Which is awesome. Yeah. And mind you, because, uh, so, God, I'm about to get real nerdy. So there's this new roller coaster oh coming out. Oh my God. This design. It's called an Axis Coaster. And basically, you know, like Iron Dragon, how you like swing? Sure. Okay. Well, imagine if the track went upside down, you either could go upside down or you wouldn't. Okay. And so like your, your whole thing spins on a free axis that is controlled by magnets. So it's actually being controlled. Um, and everyone was, uh, and by everyone, I mean, uh, this podcast I listened to called the drunk riders, they were saying, man, it would be crazy if Disney put in a, like the trench run from Mandalorian and had that scene as the roller coaster. And it's like, because you can do such crazy near misses and effects because of how the, um, axis is spinning and stuff. And I was just like, man, if they did that with the Falcon, like that opening Falcon scene, or even if they did like a theater, like a uh, Soren or whatever that thing is, the Pan Pandorama, Pandora, 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 Flight of the Banshee? Pandora, Flight of Banshee? the, we somehow Banshee? got, no, 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 Flight, Flight of the Somehow, we got back onto the top of the box office. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it was re-released in China to promote people going back to the theaters, that, ah, okay. And um, Marvel already has so much going on with Disney Plus that they didn't feel like yep. re-releasing it. Fair enough. But it does suck um, that like Endgame didn't is no longer on top. But whatever. But yeah, I, I feel like that would be a phenomenal ride. Yeah. Um. I I will say, and I'm kind of stealing this from uh. A, a TV or a, a YouTube channel, uh, Red Letter Media, when they talk about Marvel movies, is really they try to put you on a roller coaster when in the movies. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of action, and there's like some slow bits to kind of build up suspense, and then action, 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 and then resolution, come back to the station. And it's tiresome <laughs> sometimes. 
Um, mm-hmm. Not for me. Like, I love these movies. I, I grew up with the comics. Love them. But I, I can tell, you know, more film aficionados would be, would start to get tired of this. And that's why a lot of film critics are expecting some superhero fatigue. Because mm-hmm. they, they're expecting every ordinary person to just be like, okay, there's too much Marvel. I need to not have Marvel. It's not gonna well, happen. Now it won't because we had a year without Marvel. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, and just the variety already between these two shows is phenomenal. Well, yeah, they're they're like, focusing on the people rather than the actions, which like they're not they're not superhero movies really, or shows. Like, yes, they are, but th- there's way more to it than superheroes. Oh yeah, I mean, it's human. It's life. It's perfect. And that's why. So, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which a lot of people dropped off from watching that show um, after, like, the middle of the first season because it was, it wasn't very well written. Um, it was very much like, oh, do this mission. And I, I, I can't tell you a lot about the first, like, half of the first season because it wasn't fantastic. It's not that memorable. But, like, the second half, where it starts to, you know, have a really intricate plot, um, and then the second season, third season, all those other seasons, it starts to focus more on the characters and their relationships. Um, that's when it starts to excel. And the, the bad guy is more of a mirror of their personal issues. And I think with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision... Loki, uh, well, maybe not Loki, but, like, all the shows, or most of the shows, are going to have a villain that mirrors what personal conflicts they are going to have. Agatha was all about having power over people and creatures, right? And Wanda, she didn't Mm -hmm. realize that she was, I mean, initially she didn't know she had all this power, but... Once she realized, you know, what she was doing and had some grief over that period, she decided to do the right thing. Um, Plus, Westview was her therapy. It's not good therapy. She's going to need more of it. Otherwise, we're going to get a multiverse of madness. That's what the Darkhold's for. Darkhold's her second half of therapy, right? Mm. (laughs) So... (laughs) um, I, I think here we're going to see, you know, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We got two main villains that we know of. Mm-hmm. Flag Smashers, the organization mm-hmm. um, that wants to get rid of countries and have one unified world, but also believe that the time before, like during the blip, that five years was much better. And we also have Baron Zemo. And probably, yeah. to some smaller extent, we'll have, like, U.S. agents. Well, we've got... There's there's another one. Who? Taserface! Taserface is in. He's gonna make a comeback. I'm calling it no, now. No, no, you no. heard it here he, first. He's gonna come back in Guardians 3. I went... I actually... Nope. Funny. They're bringing him back now. Funny. 
I actually went to a panel of the actor who played Taser Pace. Um, Ooh. Uh, before COVID, BC. And he was talking about... Someone asked him, Hey, do you think Taser Pace would come back in the MCU? And he had a great response. He said that in the comics, Taser Pace does come back. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm not going to throw say that, you know, I've talked with Marvel about this, but all I'm saying is, it's in the comics, and we can believe. <laughs> yeah. Which, well, that's yeah. good. He's my favorite. Which, I mean, he's also like, he's a minor character, and he still read up on his role. I, God, I love the MCU because of that, <laughs> where you mm-hmm. have this character who, he's thrown in there kind of as a joke. But still, like, he was like, okay, this is what he, this character is in the comics. I want to make sure, one, I'm doing what the director tells me, but two, I'm adding my own uniqueness as well as keeping that respect towards the comics. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one thing... We were talking about with the uh, skull crushers, flag smashers, the, the candy boys. So flag smashers. Um, yeah, the um, flag smashers. Yep. So that whole scene, I was I was I was kind of confused, and I guess it's partly because I had no idea really who they were, other than the explanation we get from Torres. Um, but I was really upset because there was a fake hit in that scene, that was. Very, very obvious. And I don't have timestamps for it. And I wish I did. But I just remember watching it both times and being like, that looks so obviously fake. And I was just upset. Because Marvel's really good about not having things. Like, obviously, I would say, like, you know, probably 80% of the things they hit are fake punches or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they do a really good job making it not look fake, and one of them was just very obviously fake, and I was So sad. I have a couple... I'll, 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 I have two points about the, the Flag Smashers, but first thing I want to talk about is the part where I think it kind of looked fake um, was the, the actual character who's Flag Smasher. She, mm-hmm. you know, kicks the guy, uh, Taurus's face, and... He doesn't die. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's kind of my issue. Is like if that was um if that was the Punisher show from Netflix, we were going to see blood and brains. And it'd be disgusting because that's mm-hmm. Punisher. He's it's grotesque and he's not a good person. He knows it, <laughs> but there's worse people and he punishes them. Um, but here, we're, we're seeing Marvel's still kind of like, eh, I don't want to go too far. Plus, they still, like, fucking Torres is still probably got something else up his sleeve in the MCU. He's probably coming back. Probably whenever Falcon becomes Captain America, then Joaquin will become Falcon. We're going to have a lot of... In- who, who will become Torres? Torres will still be Torres. Interesting. So the, the other thing I want to talk about with the 
the Flag Smashers, unless you want to talk about that kick a little bit. No, no, we're good. So, in the comics, Flag Smasher is one person. And the organization that Flag Smasher runs is called Ultimatum. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of just a terrorist group. Uh, but the weird thing is that Ultimatum was funded by the Red Skull. So, I'm wondering... So... What, what, what did you want to uh, say? But, uh, so... Obviously, Red Skull's still alive. Right, so... Com- quite, comics quite, is different than... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Red Skull still exists. So, in the comics... When do the Flag Smashers come? Be- and, like, did Red Skull, like, go to... He- he's in modern times. Neverland? Yeah, okay. so basically when Captain America froze himself, Red Skull, um... There's different ways that he gets to the present, I believe. I just know... He goes, he goes off to Neverland, hangs out with Peter Pan, and then comes back. Sure. And, but yeah. Disney is all integrated. I'm, t- I'm telling you. That's what he did. Yeah, probably. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, it, it's take, like, the Flag Smasher is a modern time hero, uh, rather than a 1941 villain. Oh, Flag Smasher is a villain in the, the comics, too. I don't know why I said hero. Depends on your perspective, I guess. All... I mean, if you're Barney Stinson, and the comic is called Flag Smasher, or Flag Crusher, or Flag Boy, that's the hero. Anyway, um, I, I'm just interested to see if the Flag Smasher organization, like we see them stealing money, but I wonder if they're going to either, if there's going to be some more Hydra influence. Ooh, the, speaking of Hydra, that Hail Hydra that Bucky mm-hmm. said... Or was it? Did Bucky yeah, say it, or Bucky. did somebody else? Yeah, Bucky. Bucky said it. That freaked me out because I was like, "What is happening?" And then he woke up, and I was like, "Okay." Oh, you didn't know sorry. it was a dream. Quick tangent. I didn't know it was a dream until he woke up. Andrew, he w- he had the uh, the silver arm. He has the black. I, he had one. the silver arm, and he had his mask. And like, long that's why hair. I was like, "What is happening?" I, th- I, we don't know what happened between those six months. We had not seen him yet. He could have gotten mind con like Zemo's still alive. He could have been mind controlled again. Maybe, but they would have. I I I did not have. I I was fine to assume that it wasn't a dream until it was shown. It was a dream. Okay. You're the same person that needed to see the shrine that uh, Yuri had to know that uh, the Winter Soldier killed his son. No, I'm the person who had to uh, to look at the, not even memes, like the people posting on Twitter, like, I can't believe Marvel, like, would go this deep. And be like, and I was like, what are they talking about? And I was like, oh, I get it. Um, but I'm also the person that didn't realize that Wanda got her powers from the Mind Stone until, like, two weeks before watching WandaVision. Um, wow. I mean... <laughs> Oh, no, 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 sorry. It was probably like a month before, because that's when my roommate watched it, and I texted you and our friend Josh, and I was like, guys, do you know they say Wanda got her powers from the Mind Stone? And you guys are like, yeah? How'd you not 
know that? I was like, all right, maybe I'm just stupid. I mean, you gotta... It's called being an engaged viewer, <laughs> Andrew. You gotta... That's fair. I mean, like, granted, the first time that I watched all the Marvel movies through, you know, like, I probably wasn't super interested. I was just like, oh, cool, these are great. Fight scene, awesome. You know, and then... Once, the lore. Once we kind of got to Infinity War. Because, I mean, I never watched Spider-Man or Ant-Man when they first came out. I waited months before watching Did... those. Just because I was like, oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, whatever. We just took, another Marvel I, movie. I took Steven to see that. Well, yeah, and I was doing drum corps, so it was kind of impossible to go watch I mean, movies. During Ant-Man, like, I, I'm thinking Ant-Man. Like, me and Steven went with uh, some theater friends in high school to watch that one. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of those theater kids were also band kids. So, mm. you definitely had the option. Mm. I don't know why you didn't come. I just work here. <laughs> mm. Um, now that we're actually talking about older movies, I, so, I was, I was watching uh, the first Avenger, and then I fell asleep to, um, to the Winter Soldier last night. And I had a thought, and I want to kind of throw this at you, see what you think. I think I figured out part of Marvel's playbook when they write movies. Okay. So, I, I assume that, like, <clears throat> that Marvel has this playbook that they have to give every director, um, whether... That's a verbal playbook that uh, Kevin Feige says, or it's actually written down in like some rules when you write it, as like I'm sure a lot of movie studios do. Um, and that playbook has like things like what you what you can't do, what you can do. Um, one of those things is you know, you can't say fuck. You have to keep it PG thirteen. You can't alienate audience members. Stuff like that. Um, I think I figured out one more. I think it's very important to think this, or to like have this frame of mind, but I think if you are a major character or a large supporting character like Nick Fury, uh, Maria Hill, uh, uh, Torres in, in this show you are not allowed to die unless it's in an Avengers movie or a movie that is a large crossover event so how, how I got to this theory and, I, and I'm going to have two counterpoints um, and good, like, rebuttals to those counterpoints as well. So, uh, the first, the, the first time I thought that some character was going to die in a Marvel sh- movie slash show was, um, Captain America in The Winter Soldier. I remember going to the theater with the mindset of Captain America is going to die here and... Bucky, the Winter Soldier, is going to feel so upset that he killed his friend that he'll then take on the mantle. 
That's what I assumed. Now, we all know that they got pretty close to killing uh, Captain America. They shot him in the gut. Uh, they put him in the water. But Bucky saved his life. And that led to a better story in the end. But still, like, Marvel teased us. They're like, no, we can't kill Captain America because it's not his time in the overarching story. Mm-hmm. So the the two times that they have that they have or will kill someone off outside of an Avengers movie is the first time was Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. But keep in mind Yondu hasn't been a presence outside of uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, mm-hmm. so that kind of kept him safe. From, or he was then allowed to die because we hadn't seen him elsewhere in the MCU. Someone who kind of crosses over to different movies, different, different mini franchises, they aren't allowed to die unless it's a large event. Um, the other one that is going to happen is T'Challa. He, they, they, Disney has already said they're not recasting T'Challa. Uh, in memory of Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's... It sucks, but it also makes sense. He No, it's the right thing to do. Uh, there's a lot of story left with uh, T'Challa, I think. But... Yeah. I, th- I, I think when it comes to like the impact that both Black Panther... T'Challa had, as well as Chadwick, I think it's the right thing to do. So I get, like, what you're saying with all of this. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you, like, cracked their playbook. Like, I feel like that's just, like, a... It's like, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Is it? I think. Like, yeah, why would they kill off a main character not in one of their massive movies? Like, if they do it in a massive movie, it's way more right. impactful. Okay, maybe I thought I was smart. <laughs> okay, look, but like, would they? Man, thanks a lot. I thought I I came up with something clever, but I, I mean, yeah. The, the... I mean, I think if you came up with that years ago, like when Winter Soldier was released, because we see, because Bucky dies in that first in Captain America. Yeah. You know, we we believe that as an audience that he dies there, and then you see that Cap nearly dies and that Bucky actually didn't, and then you're like, okay, maybe these like you know main characters like bigger roles won't die well, even unless smaller it's a, roles. a big movie. They they aren't allowed to die if they've been in a different franchise's movie. Like, well, the yeah, only I mean, look at um, he could die was in Avengers, and he's died like four times. Yeah, and I mean, Vision's died, like, 20. Um, no. But that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> but, no, there's uh, that one guy, Coulson. Coulson dies in Avengers, and then he comes back in Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D. because of Kree blood. But that's, yep. uh, yeah. That's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's TV world. That Those two audiences, or those two, um, 
Marvel Television and Marvel Studios didn't talk much until Kevin Feige mm-hmm. became the boss man of both, of all things Marvel. Indeed. So, uh, let, let's talk about U.S. Agent for a minute. Yeah? The guy I um, want to punch? And I mean, the, but, I just... I hope he doesn't last throughout this. Like, I hope he's not still around after this series. I, I don't think he will be. I think... I don't either. So, this entire story is going to be about Sam accepting the legacy that's been given to him. The mantle of Captain America. Mm-hmm. That's Sam's story. Bucky is... A redemption it's a, story. It's a redemption him. story for him, as well as a a story of him living in a world without anyone. Yeah, and being alone. And coming so. to term and making friends really. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like ob- obviously, like through the uh, the therapy session, we see that he is ignoring like sam is reaching out to him yeah because sam's a good guy that's the reason why he's going to be the next captain america it's because he's a good guy you know i i think it's not that bucky hates sam but it's more he doesn't know how to i guess go about this because you know he's been mind controlled for so long and the only person he really had was Captain America. It was Steve Rogers, honestly. Like, that, they were growing up best friends. You know, he, Steve lost him and thought he lost him. And then was able to, you know, bring him back to this, like, conscious mind of, you know, not being mind controlled. So it's, he really doesn't know how to make friends so because he's you know 106 years old so i i think with that like i think we're going to get a scene and this is a kind of a prediction for the future um where we're going to see something happens to sam let's say i'm going to draw out kind of a scenario i think sam gets taken by the flag smashers um, and Bucky is like, well, why should I go save him? And then, um, someone, I don't know who, um, maybe it's, uh, War Machine, he'll go, hey, you know that he, like, looked for you with Captain America, right? He, he was there side by side the entire time, even though he didn't know you. And that'll, like, hit a chord with him, and he'll be like, okay, let me do this. And he'll go save Falcon, and then episode ends, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely going to be the two of them becoming friends without this common core of Captain America. Yeah. For sure. So, Andrew. Yes. With episode one 
done and over with. What do you think will happen in episode two? Well, I think in episode two, we're going to, first and foremost, I think we're going to get Agent Carter. Because she was not in this episode I mean, at all. Agent 13. It, I will always call her Agent Carter. Um, and so I, I think that that's, that's, that's a big thing that we need to understand is she is going to come into this because she was in the trailers. So we know at some point she will be in here. Um, I think she's going to be a cause for the two of them to get together at somehow, some way, or she will be there when the two of them come together for the first time. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, I mean, obviously U.S. soldier is Mephisto. That's already been confirmed. Um, so Joke, but Peggy that, Carter is really Mephisto here, Andrew. Oh, right, right. That's They both got know, red hair. I should have thought. <laughs> the but you know, really other than that, I don't know. And I'm I'm kind of glad that I don't really have much predictions of what's going to happen because this whole show feels like it's going to end up being when it all comes together like a 4-hour long movie that you can sit down and just watch all six because there's six episodes of this yep, right six 40 to one hour yeah. episodes I, I think you're just going to be able to sit down and watch all six of these as if it was a four-hour movie and it feel like i, I think we're going to be picking up exactly where we left off not even like not like a even slight jump ahead or anything like it's going to be picking up exactly time-wise where we were and we're just going to keep getting this movie essentially like this is not a tv show and and how it's shot at all like the it's in it's in the uh aspect ratio of the movie like that that was a big thing i noticed too it's like that this is not set for the tv it is set for the screen so okay you want to hear my predictions Shh, no <laughs> yeah, all right yeah, end of ahead. episode right there you <laughs> cut it. <laughs> oh we're already cut <laughs> <laughs> so my my thing my theory is we're going to um i think we're going to see baron zemo first before we see agent 13 um we're going to see the in, in the next episode we're going to see u.s agent strutting about kind of peacocking uh he's going to be mm -hmm. running about saying yeah i'm captain america look at me now come on ladies let's head back to my hotel room i'll show you the uh hammer thor's hammer it's bad bad joke um, cut that joke. <laughs> no, I'll keep it in. Maybe cut it. Anyway, um. You, you know, you know we're cut. I, like, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I think we're also going to get, uh, the reveal that, uh, Flag Smasher is a girl. I think, because mm -hmm. they have an hour, right? And... I, I think right now they need to set up the primary villains. They need to set up yeah. the conflict. Um, there's going to be an attempt at resolution, but it's too early. They're going to get knocked down a size. Then they're going to have a come-to-Jesus moment. Then they're actually going to beat the bad guys in episode 6. With a then-final resolution. That'll end with... Um, 
an end credits teaser, which will show us. I don't know what it'll show us. I'm excited for that. I mean, could it be showing us to set up for Armor Wars? It might. With... Or... That's, that's where I would think maybe all of this would go to, or to Young Avengers. I don't, I, it's too like... early for Young Avengers. Like, that'd be... Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I think Armor Wars is probably the most likely but... thing that this could set up. It, it might. Or... I'm just trying to think of other shows. Like, other shows that will come out sooner rather than later. I mean, it might just, might just end. It might, honestly. Man, that'd be really unsatisfying. I don't, I don't know. I think it would. I mean, like, it's a Marvel thing, though. You gotta say it till the end of the credits. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. I'm excited, though. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll catch you all next week, and uh, we'll be talking about episode seven nope, two. of uh, episode three two. of Wanda Vision. Episode two. Oh, episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There you go. See ya. See you guys.